Okay, praise the Lord. So this episode of Say No to the Works of the Flesh is will be hosted by um, Pastor Chimdi and Pastor Funke of Chimdi Aona Ministry International. Praise God. Um, the key scriptures we're going to be using for our discussion on this campaign, this spiritual campaign, is um, Galatians 5, verse 19 to 20. Um, reading from the King James Version, it says, Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies. We also have verse 21 says, envies, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Our goal is to raise men into completeness in Christ as a ministry, and we trust God, you listener, that you will be one of those who will inherit the kingdom of God. So please join us in all of our episodes. Tell a friend, tell a family, and join us, and we all together get the necessary informations, be well armed for you know to, to, to stand against the practice of the works of the flesh. God bless you. Welcome to this episode of the spiritual campaign that say no to works of the flesh. Now this is a campaign that by the help of the Holy Spirit um, is geared at helping the church of Jesus say no to the operations of the works of the flesh. You know the works of the flesh are evident in our daily lives and our daily operations and most of the times we never know when we just get into um, working in these works of the flesh. And so this campaign is stacked that we knowing what they are because you know over the years in the church of Jesus we have felt a lot of things but we've not really taken our time to teach on the works of the flesh so we can know what these things are like they say what is known who can kill you amen so the purpose of this is for us to know what the works of the flesh are and then know how to prevent ourselves from operating in these works of the flesh amen to jesus once again i welcome you to this campaign this is say no to the works of the flesh and you know we're going to be understanding you know in the course of this teaching what the works of the flesh and this campaign the works of the flesh are we're going to be examining every one of them one after the other we're going to take time to examine them to know them and then so in this light we will not fall victims of these deceptive acts of the devil remember the devil is deceptive he beguiled Eve in the garden of Eden and he always tries to beguile us so this is why we must know the works of the flesh and also take deliberate action by the help of the Holy Spirit and the dependence on the grace of God to say no to works of the flesh And so long as we walk for our flesh, we cannot walk for the Holy Spirit and vice versa. Also, when we walk for the flesh, we are subject to the dictates of our flesh, thus we are slaves to it. As slaves, we will have no control over our fleshy desires and must do what the flesh dictates for time.
forevermore. Hallelujah. Uh, we give God thanks and praise for another time um, of fellowship in God's word. Um, this is um, Sinners, the Works of the Flesh, and um, we thank God for how He has helped us. Um, we've been learning much about the works of the flesh. Um, these are topics that are very important to the Christian, but most of the time we just take them as footnotes or as headers. You know, the works of the flesh are made manifest, and then we just narrate them, recite them, and then we'll go past them, praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. And then we also have the fruit of the Spirit that, you know, and we just recite them and go, but you know, these things are not just headers, they are not uh, footers. footers, they are not pointers, they are important subjects that we have to study so we can have a robust Christian life. Um, like never before, the Christian faith happens to be a desperate desire for the world today because that's the only solution to the world. Jesus is the only solution to the world. Yeah. Amen to Jesus. Yeah. So that's why we are looking at this and we're trusting the Lord that it's going to help everyone person who listens to this. Please do help to share to somebody also. Um, we are not telling you this because we are perfect. We're not telling you because we have already, you know, gotten ourselves all perfect in this area. But, you know, just like we all know that even the pastor who stands on the pulpit preaching is not perfect. He's actually first preaching to himself, amen. amen. And then, so he can, you know, then preach to people. That's why we are doing this. Let's remind ourselves of this. Amen to Jesus. Amen. Holy Spirit, grant us revelation into your word in Jesus' name. Now, I'm looking at the third part of sedition today, and that is um, ignite dichotomy. Praise God forevermore. Dichotomy. We understood that the Greek word for um, sedition is the word dichotasia. Dichotasia. And this is the root word for, you know, dichotomy. We looked at two provisions. Um, you know, um, the root word for dichotomy, we discovered that um, sedition has the argument division. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. All right. Okay. Um, Thea defines. Um, and this diapostasia as dissension and division. Amen to Jesus. Now, in this study, we focus on the word dichotomy. Praise God forevermore. Yeah. Dichotomy. The Miramexa Dictionary defines dichotomy as number one, a difference between two opposite things, a division into two opposite groups. Amen. Amen. A difference between two opposite things and a division between two opposite groups. And he also defines it as a division into two especially mutually exclusive or contradictory groups or entities division into two especially mutually exclusive or contradictory groups or entities dichotomy is not just about differences alone it is about opposites yeah that's why it's a double load praise god not only about differences also about what opposites all right the crucial issue with dichotomy is that it places a double emphasis which entails differences and opposites. Praise God forevermore. Differences and opposites. Amen. Now, one major challenge the body of Christ has faced over the years is that in our different denominations, we have been taught and indoctrinated in different ways. Are we together? Yeah, that's one of the challenges we've had. You may say, but it's not possible for us to be taught in the same way. I do not argue with you on that. Praise God forevermore. Because, um, as it were, our different thought processes and um, um, understanding, way of understanding, will make us analyze scriptures in different ways. Praise God forevermore. Yeah, so we have been taught in different ways, we have been indoctrinated in different ways. 
that based on the different teaching and doctrines and differences in teachings and doctrines we have received and built um, our different traditions and our cultures and our different backgrounds you know we have, we have become divided and opposite of each other we have received different teachings we have received different doctrines and then now we also have different traditions different backgrounds you know so all these and this word, all these <laughs> traditions that, and, and teachings that are you know I think they, 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 they breed the, the opposites in us. They just breed the opposites in us. Mm. You know. And um it's a really serious issue mm-hmm. because what is not meant to be opposite now becomes opposite. Yeah, what is not meant to be good difference now becomes uh, you know different. Praise God forevermore. Um, um the the for example, the, the, the male and the female with one soul for different purposes, that is all. But the same one soul and then the Jesus. That's why they can relate with God. That's why the male can relate with God, the female can relate with God. That's why the male can be born again, the female can be born again. Just that the difference that it does have different purposes to make uh, a purpose is to is to nurture the, the seed. Why the male is to produce the seed, that seed works, you know. When it comes to the soul, it's one soul. Amen. Amen. But a problem comes in when both parties starting themselves are different souls and different purposes. That's why you have a lot of challenges in marriages. Because the man sees himself as a different soul and the woman a different soul and they are the both both have different purposes and then becomes a problem. So this is one of the challenges church has had. Difference in teachings and doctrines and difference in traditions and cultures. Culture is diverse. Traditions are diverse. Um, at least as missionaries, these are second missions field. Um, we have come to see that cultures are diverse. Traditions are diverse. It's something you cannot, you cannot fight. Yeah. It's something you cannot fight. No matter how much you try, you can't fight the diversity of culture. You can't fight the diversity of traditions. Yeah, but that is the reason why you see we don't run the Christian uh, faith on the grounds of traditions. That we run on the grounds of cultures because cultures, traditions will always be different. Will be diverse and will clash. Once we start bringing these things into the church, our clashes take a increase, and this has led to, to, to what all of us becoming opposite to each other. Amen. The gross and dangerous effect of dichotomy in the church of Jesus is visible in the fact that the devil uses it as a weapon to fight the church, and this has inflicted more pain to the church than any other weapon has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The devil, you see, one of the things you need to understand is the devil's strategy, his battle strategy. His battle strategy just to use what by right is meant to be our advantage to become a disadvantage for us. The difference in our thought processes, the difference in our, uh, our, our, our cultures and traditions are not actually meant to be, God never created them to be a problem to us. I, I get what I'm saying. Um, in fact, when God gave, when we have one language before, it became a problem to ourselves. And a problem. I wanted to create a problem for God. Praise God. When the when the Tower of Babel scenario came up, and so when God gave us different languages, the purpose of that was for us to go and do what He actually called us to do. He said to go and to multiply, replenish the earth, and subdue it. You know, and instead of doing that, the sons of men came and said they want to stay in one location. And God says no. So diversity actually is to empower us to what to multiply, to replenish the earth, to subdue, to fulfill the blessing amen to jesus amen. that is the purpose of diversity in, in language because language is all about culture 
Are you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Language is not about culture and tradition. You know, yeah, yes, although there are very many kind of traditions that you don't understand where they got it from. It's still the devil. God gave us different trad even different languages and languages were to give us godly traditions. Are you get what I'm saying? Yes. But the devil always sabotages. And we can see a lot of traditions that have been sabotaged by the devil. Yeah. Now so so um this thing we're giving by God to us, but the devil always is sabotage, and that's what he's doing to the church. He uses this to cause a lot of pains to us. You know, um, as missionaries, we know the pain we feel when you are in a an African nation, you know, and it's an African, and then they tell you you are a foreigner. Uh, uh, amen. They tell you you are a foreigner. An African in an African nation, they tell you you are a foreigner. You know, in you know, a former mission, I remember when they were just working on, after staying there for a couple of months, just working on the road, and I was looking at the people, and I was like, there's no difference between you and this people. But how come they have told themselves that I am different from them? You know, and left that mission street, came to another mission street where it meant to be an anglophone environment, and that this one, even the anglophone environment is even worse off than even the francophone environment. You see, and these are just the devil playing on the minds of people. Praise God. I know if it were to be that it's just only in the secular, in you know, the business world, they do that, whatever, you have been understanding. But they do it more even in church. It's worse off in church. Somebody once a taxi driver took me and he told me I will never attend a church as taught by Nigeria. That's it. And I'm like, this person is Amen. You know, they will tell you poop and play. You know, I will never attend a church as taught by Nigeria. Oh, Nigerian church, Nigerian church. I'm like, what's wrong here? What's happening with this people? Okay, so that this is even another aspect to it. Because there are some even within yourselves, you know, even as a as, as a national or as a as a countryman, you know, you still have we still have language differences. Exactly. Okay, so so to, to, depending on the region, you still have some regions that don't accept some regions. Exactly. Some states that don't accept some states. Mm-hmm. You know, some uh, some we even have uh, plants. Within the within tribe the same tribe, yeah. That don't accept themselves. So they don't intermarry. So see, so this is a wide, wide stuff. It's a wide spectrum. So, so funny enough, you just go into the same tribe, the same tribe, mm. and there's still difference among them. And if believe you me, even in that same tribe, if there's a church there, because of the tribal um, opposites, they will not want to attend. Yeah. You see, so and the devil is just having a fun time doing every of this. Are we together? Now, the reason for this is. Unlike other weapons which entail unbelievers fighting the church, the weapon of dichotomy entails Christians fighting themselves. Mm. You see, it's a self, let me say, it's a self-destruct weapon. It's the most dangerous weapon. Now, if unbelievers are fighting us, it's good. It's very good. Are you getting what I'm saying? Mm. It's good. Yeah, that's a good one. But when we begin to fight ourselves, then that's a problem. That's a problem. You know, and it's so painful when we see that we fight ourselves. So painful. Amen to Jesus. This is a self-destruct device used by the enemy to tear and pull us down. The devil uses dichotomy because he knows that Jesus said a house divided against itself cannot what? Stand. Matthew chapter 12 verse 25, Mark 3 verse 25, and Luke chapter 12 verse 52. So you see, um, the devil is a smart guy. If there's anything you should never call him, you never call him a fool. Yeah. Never call him a fool. Never you call him a a fool, are you getting what I'm saying? And Christians who make that mistake of calling the devil a fool, they are just making a mistake. Never you call him a fool. You 
smart? Why would, why would I say he's smart? How can somebody be using the same old trick for years and he's still working? <laughs> the same what he did in Eden is what he's still doing. He re, if, when we talk about rebranding, one of the greatest rebranders there. He keeps rebranding the trick. He keeps rebranding it. So will you call that kind of person a foolish person? Will you call him a stupid person? Somebody that can rebrand an age-long trick and he's still working. Ah, uh-huh. uh, he's not a fool. He's not a fool. He's been doing it from, from Eve. He's been doing it from Eve. And he's still working. Still working. So he's not a fool. So he's still trying to say a house divided against itself cannot stand. It can't stand. And the devil knows the truth. He knows it and he just manipulates people on the truth. Now, taking a critical look at the church today, we discover that our major challenge is not the government, neither is it other religions. Our major challenge is fellow Christians. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you from the truth. Um, I was thinking some days ago, I was like, wow, it's really serious. And in our previous missions, with at least I could have somebody who has the same business as a friend. And so now we take it to the once in a while. You know, just stay there for like a little over two years. Yeah. But in this nation's field, I, I can't have anyone I can say is a friend. Because, you know, the church, they, they have made up themselves, they made themselves the enemy to themselves. They made themselves the enemy. So once you see another, you feel this is a competitor. This is a competitor. Yeah, so, and that, I think, competition is a, another um, serious um, factor that promotes dichotomy. Yeah, and spirit of, competition. Yes, spirit of, I mean, even the scripture tells us we should not uh, compare ourselves. Yeah. Why you begin to compare yourself with one another? There's nothing healthy about it. So yeah. it's competition. Yeah. Why are we supposed to compete in the same body? I mean, when the eye begins to compete with the fingers, it doesn't make sense. We have our different rules. Yeah. So I don't even want to classify it as whether healthy or unhealthy. It's just competition. It's just competition. Yes, because there's a place for iron sharpening iron. Uh, yeah. And there's a place for, I mean, why do I have to compare yourself? Uh, yeah. Why should I compare my ministry with yours? No. When both of us are running uh, based on the inspiration we get from God part time, exactly. based on the leading we receive from the ministry part time, none of us actually have the blueprint, you know, no. from A to Z no. of, our, of, our, of our ministry. No, no. So why should I now sit down to now, uh, 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 you know, analyze the, my ministry work so far so, with yours? With yours, yeah using you as a basis as my basis no, it doesn't make sense so competition in itself is, is just out of place yardstick for success or failure all those things they are not i mean we did if, 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 if they were if they were valid we would have seen uh, a letter at least you know from one of the apostles trying to analyze so so and so person went to Rome see what he's doing yeah. you that you went to Togo what have you done yeah and uh, we have not heard anything from you that you went to Asia mm-hmm. uh, we heard some small thing but uh, so so and so that went to India we have not seen anything they would have done we would have seen one or two scriptures about that yeah. but we didn't see anything no, so I don't know why I mean in this century we just have to uh, you know uh, be so serious about this yardstick and comparing ourselves to ourselves, comparing our ministries with each other, you know, uh, this one is this, this one is that, and all, all those things that are free for better. And not just, they don't help our units. We, 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 we got it wrong. We got it wrong. You know, I was thinking of something, I listened to someone, and I'm like, 
probably seen this person and saying, I've done them. You know, they they like, you know, they, they have like but by the days, I'm by the years I'm beginning to understand that God is trying, God is teaching me a path. Making me understand that some of the things we, we have been that have been brought to us and have been presented to us that these are the modules of operandi. Exactly. We we like I always talk to I don't have a problem with the teachings. But we must understand something that the Holy Spirit is the one who has the absolute um, right over revelation. And when he explains in totality to you and you see him leading you, I don't think you should complain yourself. Paul was speaking, he said when the Lord spoke to him, he said he compared not to Joshua. But they went to um, Arabia for three years. For three years. Now, you see, looking at his own ministry, it was different from Peter's ministry. At the same time, Paul was doing his own. Do you think that it was just Paul that was walking out from um, Acts down to. No. Thomas was in India doing his own. Like Pastor was saying, nobody came and said, hey, let us have a meeting, let's come and see progress reports. Um, Thomas, in India, we hear, hear you. Come and come and come back for reports. Reports. We hear that in India. Oh, we are not even hearing anything. We are not hearing about what you are, are you doing. Sure you are, doing you are, are you sure you are working in, in India at all? Are you sure? Okay. Um, because of the distance there. So, are we even sure he was able to send feedback home? How? How are we able to send feedback? Because it could be that the account they have on Thomas is even what the indigenous, you know, have on their own record but for the brotherhood let me use the word the brotherhood of disciples uh-huh. for them to have received feedback about so his work then because it was a long distance it was a long distance and he did such a great work in india he did such a great work you see so this competition and that's the reason why we cannot have true brotherhood in church we cannot have true relationships because we are each either insecure about ourselves yeah so when i come to you and i ask you oh please concerning so so and so you quickly begin to analyze if I'm trying to steal this information from you and add it to mine so that I can look more glorious than yours. More, you know what those those are just satanic, demonic style. You know <laughs> mentality. We, are, we we just and the, the desire to outshine each exactly. other. You know the desire to, to be the best. To be the town. best. To give, you know some of all these things. I don't just know. You want, you want to be the one everyone is flocking to. See, but the devil is behind every of this. Let's tell the truth. The devil is behind every of this. Yeah. It's the devil that is behind every of this. And um, the earlier we tell ourselves the truth, the better it will be for us. Mm. You know? Taking a critical look at the church today, we discover that our major challenge is not the problem, neither is it other religions. Our major challenge is fellow Christians. The greatest fight against the sense comes from the faith. Even our Lord and Master Jesus Christ was betrayed by one among his brethren. See that Matthew chapter Mark 14 verse 18, Luke 22 verse 20, verse 48. You see, it's from it's from it's from within. It's from within. Um it's so pathetic, so painful to see that the, the, the food is is in a serious challenge. And we are not accepting the truth that the food is in a challenge and we have to rise up to it. You know. As members of the body of Christ, we have classified ourselves into sects based on our different culture, traditions, backgrounds, and doctrines. 
by so doing, they keep stopping and opposing each other. Mm. You see, and these are greatest, greatest, greatest challenges. Because you know, like it's, it's often said, when you help somebody today, you don't know if it's that step you need to go higher. You know, but if because you don't want somebody to go higher, you remove the ladder. It means you're also preventing yourself from going high. Yeah. So when we keep opposing, we're actually preventing ourselves from going high. Yeah. Yeah. So um, now we do this because we are ignorant of the truth that the one who binds us together is Jesus, mm. and He alone must be our focus. You see, um, by the years, many things have begun to lose savour to me, and. Sometimes when I just sit on the television and I'm just looking for ministers to listen to, many things that I just hear don't hit me again because, you see, when I see what's happening in the church, I see that on a larger scale we are just babysitting ourselves. We are just babysitting ourselves and we are just playing around it because this divided house cannot win a unified one. It cannot win a unified one. They are unified in their evil. And you are divided trying to win them. How? I mean, they are evil. They don't even care the language. They don't care the skin color. No, no, no. They go ahead to just go and achieve their evil task. Huh? You know? See, so, um, our knowledge and acceptance of each other on the grounds of teachings, doctrines, culture, tradition, and practices must not be the basis of our operations as these are bound to differ. They must differ. They must differ. They they must differ. even within a clan there are differences. You know? So when Jesus is our focus, we understand that so long as we follow Jesus, we will not oppose or stop others in the body who differ from us. Because he that is not against us is on our Focus has to be, we, every time you discover that you teach, it must be at the end of the day, Jesus watches over. See, um, I was listening to um, the man of God's voice, and he said something. He said, Miracles don't change people. And I, whoa, somebody of this caliber, over 40 years of the miraculous ministry, globally, not locally, and somebody with that kind of results, that kind of, you know, longevity in ministry. And say that uh, children should shut up there. <laughs> children should shut up. He said miracles don't change people. He said it's only to who this kid that can be able to change people. Uh-huh. You see, um, I think I don't know if, if, if Christians are not noticing. The more you see the miracles, the more you see some kind of things that even gets the, the, the ministers frustrated among the people. Because you are giving them the miracles and you are empowering them to come and frustrate you the more. Oh, well, it just sadly, how, 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 how best to explain it that um, having a bunch of kids that uh, the only way you attract them is with lollipop, mm-hmm. you know. And so they come around to say hello because after hello, they get a lollipop. Mm-hmm. But as soon as they come around, they say hello, no lollipop. They come the next time, no lollipop. They come the third time, no lollipop. Before you know it, you don't even see them around anymore. Mm-hmm. So the, the miracle they come for is actually the lollipop that brings them. Yeah. So once the miracles don't drop like they expect it, you begin to see their attitude. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's when you begin to hear people say that pastor is no more, it's not powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's something about that pastor. Before, when he prays, he answers. Now he's not answering. Are you sure that pastor is not basleting? Are you sure his anointing is still with him? You know, they begin to say things. But actually, those are ways God, you know, make the church understand that it is not the miracles that actually, uh, that is actually, uh, you know, that he, he desires for us, you know, to keep us in his, in his presence. You know, and the truth just remains that if it's the miracles that bring you to God, you can't truly desire Him. Yeah. You you just keep desiring the lollipop. You won't really desire the owner of the pop, lollipop because the sweetness you are looking at is just lollipop. Your 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 vision, your thinking, everything is lollipop. And so you you can't see beyond lollipop. And God wants us to see beyond miracle. Yeah, He, he actually. That's what he wants us to do. He wants us to see beyond the miracle, but the church has just fixed their eyes on miracles, not on Jesus. Mm. The Bible says, looking unto Jesus, the other things have been But you see, it's painful that even ministers of the gospel, not even indirectly tell people, looking unto miracles. Mm. <laughs> they tell them, they indirectly tell them that looking unto miracles, the other things have been not unto Jesus. We hear different things, different statements they make, and you know. The, these statements are weighty. How I wish the church would get to a point where we'll have less of um, I'm inviting you to come for service and you have your needs met, you have you receive your miracle and all that. And we get to a point where we begin to say, you know, we invite you to church and we trust God after it, you know, you'll be so enriched and you'll be so, you know, looking forward to spending eternity with Jesus. You know, when we, we make more of our eternity go, uh, the marketing uh, points, rather than uh, what we benefit in this life. It, 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 our eternal pursuit has become, you see, it, it was a move that the devil initiated to make us like, come on, um, eternity, eternity, um, there is life now, and then let's, let's live now, uh, you know. We are talking about the second coming of Jesus, when many people have not heard about the first coming. Uh, eternity, and before eternity, there is there's time, let's live in time. And, and every of these things have just brought further. You see, division, it doesn't just come suddenly, it comes softly, gradually. And before you know it, it's all over. It's just the same way habits have been formed, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it takes. One after the other, one after the other, repeatedly, and before you know it, it's a habit. If you leave it too long, it becomes a culture. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That generations coming wouldn't know where it actually started from. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> like the story of the uh, the is it the calf of the a pig, pig or yeah, the, the leg of a pig? The leg of the pig. Yeah, the leg of the pig. So we just pray that. Um, the Lord will help us to keep our focus on Jesus because that's the only solution for the church. The church has not that solution again other than focusing on Jesus. If we don't focus on Jesus, there is no way out. We pray the Lord will help us keep our focus on Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. God bless you.
out there, you've not made Jesus your Lord and personal Savior, um, I would want to invite you to make this decision. It's the best decision you can make in your life. And I encourage you to do it. Now, if you want to make this decision, please say this prayer after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I know that I'm a sinner. I know that you died for me. And on Calvary's tree, you shed your blood to take away my sins. Jesus, I surrender my life to you today. I make you my Lord and personal Savior. Because you chose me, I choose to serve and follow you all the days of my life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. I pray for you, Lord. I pray for everyone who has made this decision. Thank you for receiving them in the beloved. And thank you for giving them the grace to serve and follow you all the days of their life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Beloved, thanks for listening to Grace Life Coming Podcast. We believe that you've been blessed via this episode. We request that you also remain connected to us via our other social media handles on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, and YouTube. We are Grace Life Coming on all these platforms. Also, for more information about the ministry of Pastor Chimri and Funke Oahuna, kindly visit chimrioahunaministry.org. You can also send us your requests and testimonies via email today through chimdiwahunaministry at gmail.com. We are dedicated to feeding your spirit man with spiritual meals that we edify, equip, and engender your growth in the knowledge of God. Remain connected to Grace Life Komi. God bless you. Jesus is Lord.